0: It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. One, two, three. Welcome everybody. I'm excited. Today we're going to be talking about YouTube ads. And here's the deal. YouTube ads have a tremendous amount of reach, it's super powerful if you know how to do it right and my guest today is going to show us how to do it right how to make youtube ads work cheaper and better than facebook ads how to target your audience the components of making a you a good youtube ad so come on in hang out and let's grow your business right now today i'm being joined by alric heck he is the founder and ceo of ad outreach um ad outreach uh, exclusively works with youtube ads um alric heck started on youtube 10 years ago by building the largest app review channel on the platform ad app fine with over 400,000 subscribers he discovered the power of youtube ads 5 years ago and ran highly profitable campaigns for dozens of companies all over the world now he helps entrepreneurs like you and huh, I should say like me and you market your business, scale your business, and the great thing about what he's gonna what he's gonna teach us today is that you can go local, like let's say that you're a plumber or or an attorney and, you, and you're geographically bound, or you can scale internet or nationally or internationally. So you're gonna really enjoy this program, Alric Heck. Welcome to the show. Absolutely, thank you so much for having me on Bert. I'm excited to to dive into it. You know, one of the things that I find fascinating about this is that you started 10 years ago doing app reviews. I mean, talk about a very niche market and it's like, how did you even come up with that for a channel?
1: Absolutely, so it's actually kind of a funny story. So, you know, it it was back back in 2009, you know, the iPod uh, Touch and iPhone had just came out. Um, And I don't even think it was like an iPhone that I had right at the beginning. It started out as that, you know, that that first generation iPod Touch. And then after that, I think it was that, you know, the iPhone that came after that. And I was just, you know, reviewing the different applications that I found useful, you know, fun games that I found, um, and I was just having a having a good time giving recommendations. It started out just, you know, trying to give recommendations to some of my friends, different people that were watching videos. Before that, I had kind of built like a lot of people at the time, right? As when YouTube was, was early on, I had kind of built like a sketch comedy channel. And uh, those definitely wouldn't, you know, they, they wouldn't hold the, the test of time, of course. But um, but then I started doing these app reviews. and I started to take off. And so I created a channel specifically around that app find. Um, and, you know, I was doing that um you know w- while i was going through you know uh if, well literally while i was going through uh through school and then into college and um you know i was basically creating all of these videos on different apps and i remember I, it started a snowball right we were getting you know all of a sudden thousands of views and then tens of thousands and hundreds thousand, and millions of views and so you know w- we ended up becoming the largest app review channel on youtube You know, and uh, or that's dedicated to app review specifically. And, you know, today it has over 450,000 subscribers. Um, You know, it's actually kind of funny. I I turned it into, I'd read the book, you know, The Four Hour Work Week uh, when I was in college. And um, I basically turned it into into that, you know, four hour work week, right? I basically was able to uh, hire video editors, script writers, a business development person uh, to handle all of our email business inquiries and uh, all of a sudden I kind of had this assembly line that was producing app review videos. Um, You know I wouldn't even have to write it or film the apps like I could just be the the voice you know behind it and just record all of that in a batch um, and everything else would get would get created and so what that allowed me to do especially when I was when I was in college was explore different different areas, different opportunities. And so we had one particular app was a social media networking app that had sponsored our channel, because we got hundreds of different applications to sponsor us, you know, they would basically have us produce a video about their app or incorporate their app into another video we're doing. And um, we posted the video, they got 1000s of users, you know, uh, 10s of 1000s of views, they were like, this is great. Um, Can you post the video again? You know, they basically wanted me to just re-upload the exact same video, and they were willing to pay me like, you know, just pay me to do another. I'm like, no, I, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to just, you know, take a, another sponsorship and just re-upload because you're not going to get the same amount of results if I just posted to the same people. Right. Um, you know, I want to make sure that that you're going to be uh, you're going to be happy with with these promotions. And so we started going back and forth. They said, well, there must be some way. Can you, you know, just tweet it out more? Can you What, what can you do to get more people to watch this video? And that's when I started to experiment. This is like five, six years ago with YouTube ads. And so I said, well, what if we run a YouTube ad to this video that talks about this uh, the social media app? And um, they were a little skeptical at first, but they gave us, you know, a five hundred dollar budget. We take that and we run it, and in just one week for five hundred dollars, get over eleven thousand users for their app.
0: Wow, that's incredible for five hundred bucks. I mean, that's. That, I mean, I don't even know what how to do the math on that one, but that's a ridiculous return. That is very powerful, and and this was all an experiment. Mm-hmm. And so I want to point this out because every now and then I have somebody ask me, "Hey, when is it? You know, when did When when did you feel comfortable charging for your consulting, or when did you feel comfortable that you could you know make a living as a marketing consultant?" And that's one of the things I tell people is that sometimes. You just got to be upfront with people and say listen i've never done this i've never handled this kind of brand or this kind of ad but i'll do it for you cheaper than anybody else and we'll learn together and depending on who your client is they might roll the dice with you just like you experienced there and long as i think somebody is uh you know is transparent and they're hungry and they're willing to you know work for the results then it's a win-win for everybody so i, I to me that's just a great way grab a new client and really learn on their budget learn on their dime what a fantastic opportunity exactly exactly and then that brings more opportunities
1: because you know, it was really and 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 you know, just because I, as I was explaining the story, you know, like it was actually a performance marketing company that was kind of the middleman right between, and that was the person I was dealing with. They were dealing with the app, and they said, "Well, this is great," and so that brought more opportunities. So then they're like, "Okay, we have this bigger app," and and you know, the second app that I ran a promotion for, you know, it it became it basically became like a unicorn, like a billion dollar you know company. Obviously, the very small like impact like on my on my side, but running the YouTube running some YouTube ads for a period of time, but. Um, but at the same time, it was like this, that was a big major opportunity to work with, you know, an even bigger application, you know, one that would, would really go on to a lot of success in the future. And so, um, you know, what I started to see is like, wait a second, I have something. So I went back to all of the different contacts that I had done, you know, app promotions with, because I'd done hundreds of those, right? And those were kind of very classic deals, you know, you pay, pay some money to, to get a, a feature, a brand integration or sponsorship, and then I would do a video and I went back and I said, hey, Here's what I'm building. Here's a case study. Here are the results, and so you know at that point, that's when we started to get you know dozens of these apps to to become you know marketing clients, and we drove millions of downloads. Um, you know, work with a lot of different app developers, but then I started to, to kind of open my mind to a little bit more. And so it was actually when I was at the HubSpot uh, inbound conference. Um, and this was actually just about four four years ago now. This was you know, 2016, um, right here in uh, in Boston. Um, you know where, where I'm based out of and uh, I remember going there and I found the ClickFunnels booth um, and a, a lot of people watching or listening you might be familiar obviously with, with ClickFunnels you know funnel builder you can you can basically create a lot of your your marketing materials your landing pages lead pages off of that and um, it started to click that wait a second I can actually build a funnel behind this I can use you know um, my advertising knowledge to drive people to a funnel and so at the time I, I did advertisements to drive people to a funnel uh mostly app developers and then they watched a webinar and they became a client but then as i got into this ecosystem and you know i found uh you know different mentors and and different uh coaches and consultants that i hired um i started to have people more and more people in these different masterminds i was joining ask me wait a second how are you doing that how are you using youtube ads instead of facebook ads to get clients um especially high ticket clients and so that kind of snowballed into you know what it is today And obviously we work with a lot of different ranges you know a a lot of our clients do fall into you know coaches consultants course creators you know info product space but we also have a lot of people in in a variety of different industries as well you know from real estate to uh you know to e-commerce to all kinds of different you know uh different things that people sell but what i really have found is youtube ads you know if you can advertise on facebook you can advertise on YouTube, and oftentimes, and the majority of the cases that I've been able to help clients with, uh, you can advertise on YouTube a lot more efficiently, and that's what that's what I'm excited to get into now, and that's what we've been scaling up. It's just been an incredible journey, and. Um, the last thing I'll add is a, it's a done with you process. I've just found that that works so well. Kind of more of that, you know, consulting style focus, right? Where you know it's hands on with our team, but also training focused. So we're training, you know, the, the the business owners and the marketing directors, you know, on teams how to use YouTube ads, but we're also working hands on with them at the same time. Yeah, I love that.
0: I love that. All right. So like in my experience with Facebook, um, it, it, is that sometimes you have like this: uh, the more you run an ad. You get this kind of ad blindness right and so or ad fatigue where your where your numbers start dropping it, same thing with youtube or is it different So it's actually different.
1: And there's a scientific reason for that with the way that YouTube actually works. So on Facebook, the reason you get ad fatigue is you're paying for every impression. Every time somebody is scrolling past that ad, you're paying for that, right? So if somebody scrolls past an ad, um, you know, because they've seen it before and they're not interested and you haven't captured their attention that time, you're still paying for it. Versus on YouTube, you're only paying if somebody watches more than 30 seconds of that ad. And so, you know, it's one of those things a lot of people don't know that you can skip the ad between five and 29 seconds. So, if somebody skips that ad, then the advertiser doesn't pay for it. You only pay if they watch, you know, more than 30 seconds. That's considered a true view of that advertisement. And so, if you're running an ad on YouTube and people have seen the ad before and they're not interested, they're gonna click skip right off the bat. And so, you're not actually gonna pay that additional money. For, um, for somebody to view it. You're only gonna pay when they actually watch it. And that's how you can really scale your ad advertising campaigns up because it kind of has this built-in fail safe. Whereas with Facebook, people scrolling past your ad, you're paying for it, right? So you're paying for that negative action. On YouTube, you have a fail safe built-in where if people skip the ad, you're not paying for it. So it actually allows you to have that fail safe that allows you to scale without worrying about um, facing some of these impacts. Um, And and the other thing that I'll say, too, that helps ad fatigue as well is just changing the first 15, 30 seconds, or especially 30 seconds, right, because that's when you pay for it, of the ad, you could just have different variations that you can run, and then the rest of the ad can all be the same. Uh, We'll talk about that when we get into, you
0: know, how to craft that winning YouTube ad. I I love it. I love it. That's great. All right, so let's start with this. Uh, What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making when they're starting their YouTube ads? Absolutely. So one of the
1: biggest mistakes is just by doing a really short uh, advertisement, right? So a lot of people, they see all these big, you know, uh, big companies, you know, Geico and Ford and all of these, you know, different major, major, major companies um, that are in corporations that are just doing these 30 second. They're basically just taking TV or television ad spots and they're putting it on YouTube. But that's not efficient. For those of us, which, you know, the people that are watching this right now who want direct response, you want people to take action today. It's not about branding and just getting your, you know, your company name to every single person in the United States. It's about how can you reach that ideal prospect, get in front of them, show them you have the solution and get them to convert right now. And so what we found is that the winning YouTube ad length is actually between uh, anywhere from two to six minutes long with that sweet spot being three or four minutes. Wow. Exactly. And so a lot of people wouldn't know that. So they'd have the the misconception that what a lot of people do when they start off, let's say you're trying to get people to sign up for a webinar. What a lot of people do is they just say, hey, do you have this problem? Okay, go sign up to my webinar. I'll show you how to fix it. But there's no additional substance, right? That even if people do click on that ad, and even if they do sign up for the webinar, which again, you're going to have less people doing that if there's not, it's not as compelling to do so, if they don't actually have a taste of what they'll get, they're far less likely to show up, right? Um, And so, and actually attend and pay attention. So what we found is there's three key components to a winning YouTube ad, the first is a hook. Now a good hook doesn't just pull the right people in, it also repels and pushes the wrong people away. And so what you wanna do is you wanna pull in the right people push away the wrong people so that you're only capturing those that are genuinely interested. Because if in the first 30 seconds, you push away the wrong people, they skip the ad, remember, you're not paying for it. So pulling in the right people pushing away the wrong people. Then from there, you want to actually provide value, educate, this is what a lot of people leave out you you said, one, you know, what is one of the most common misconceptions is people think that you should save all your education for you know, down the down the funnel somewhere else. But if you can educate people and paint yourself, um, you know, your company, or, you know, if it's a product, your product or, or service or whatever it is, as the expert, as the definitive solution on the ad, you start indoctrinating people sooner and you actually start to build your uh, yourself and your company, uh, their reputation and authority in the prospect's mind. So what you can do is, Um, I love, you know, if you're an expert based business and those are kind of, you know, consultants, coaches, course creators, like, you know, where you're teaching something actually provide, you know, what are the three big keys, right? You don't need to get deep into them, but what are some of these big aha things that you're going to show them on a webinar or on a presentation? Now, if you're selling a product or a service, uh, or even if you're in something like real estate or mortgages, right? How can you differentiate yourself, right? What is you know what is it that you can bust as a misconception? Actually, it's kind of funny we're talking about misconceptions. What is it that you can show that is your competitive advantage? Uh, if it's a product, what does your product do better than any other product out there? How can you get across that message in the educate section? And then finally you have the call to action. This is, you know, this is actually the one that people overcomplicate. So this one's the simplest. You just need to make it stupid simple. What's the next step? Are they going to click here and then what do they need to do on the next page? Where they need where do they need to go to take action? So that's the form formula. It's the hook, educate, which is
0: really important, and then call to action. Yeah, I like that. And I'm excited that you're saying that the the sweet spot is between 2 and 4 minutes. Mm-hmm. And what a great advantage over a static ad, a display ad, even a, a Facebook ad with a video, uh, you know, to be able to sit there and engage, as you said, the right audience for two, four, five, six minutes, and really start building that rapport, that like bonding with them, right? And and, and being able to uh, connect with that individual. And as you said, get, you know, you become go-to person your product becomes the go-to product because now they've seen it and they want to know more and and so i love that so it's the hook and then educate or deliver value and then the call to action and and that's awesome now so when you're starting off do you recommend people putting a script together and kind of following a script or or how would i go about doing uh, an ad yeah, so that's a great question. So
1: what I have found is putting together a script, but not trying to follow it verbatim. Right, so you want to have an outline of all the key points. And sometimes it, it, it works for differently for different people. So sometimes you just want to have bullet points and an outline. That's typically what I do, because I'm really good at um, kind of ad libbing around an outline. Now I don't want to completely wing it from scratch and like, have no idea what I'm going to say. Most people aren't good with with that. But um, depending on you know your level of comfort, I'm actually gonna do better by having bullet points and then filling in the blanks than if I try to read everything verbatim because then you kind of get a little bit caught up on saying this exact word or that exact word. But on the other hand, there are people that are really good at memorizing and kind of that r- rote memorization where you can actually just script out exactly what you're gonna say. Just make sure if you do it that way that you're writing it as you'd say it. Because sometimes you, you write not sometimes, I mean, it's, it's true, like you write very differently than you speak. So you need to write um, knowing that those words are gonna be read aloud. You're gonna say those words aloud. Um, there's two main ways to do it. And that's what we also have in our program as well is, you know, you can either do more of an outline and then fill it in with your own knowledge, but making sure that you hit each of these key points or what you can do is actually script it all out, but making sure that you script it
0: as you would read it. Gotcha, yeah. You know, what's uh, what's interesting is I've heard so many people say, well, you know, I don't like to do a script. It seems unnatural. And I think that, you know, it's because they lack experience, real experience, because if you look at some of the, our favorite movies, they're all scripted, even our favorite commercials, they're scripted. And you're right. There's some people who are better at the memorizing the entire script. And then there's some people who do the bullet point and so you have some flexibility and you can personalize it your way i think that's perfect all right so let me ask you this i could see people saying hey you know i I wouldn't mind doing a youtube ad or but i don't have the equipment i mean it sounds like it it takes a lot of equipment what's the background on the equipment yeah that's a great i love that question too because that's actually what a lot of people,
1: they have that misconception, right? That they need a huge fancy studio, you know, they need to to hire, you know, videographers to come in, they need the big lights and everything. But here's the thing we've actually found, and we've done a lot of testing on this, that natural works better, right? Because YouTube's a natural platform. People are used to people turning on the camera and, you know, talking to them and having that person face to face, um, you know, think about it like when we're talking about television commercials, TV commercials, we're all accustomed and attuned to tuning those out. If something looks overly produced and scripted, what do we do? You know, if we're watching like TV or whatever, a sports game, you know, we go into the other room, we make a little snack, something like that, right, Um, when the TV commercials come on. And what a lot of people do on YouTube when they see that kind of classic TV commercial and they can skip the ad, they go ahead and they skip it, right? But what you want to do is you wanna, and, and again, you're not paying for that. So there's a lot of built-in buffer with YouTube, which is crazy. I mean, it's like unlike any other platform, it's crazy in that way. But- that right there,
0: that's like to me so far, the number one thing I like that, that the first 30 seconds, you're not paying for the first, whatever, 29 seconds for sure. You can build a lot of rapport in 29 seconds. And you know I think it's happened to all of us where maybe you you, you, you see an ad and you don't really respond to it because you're distracted or you're looking for something. But then you see that ad, you know, the fifth time, the 10th time, and you say, hey, you know what, I've seen this person, you know, a bunch of times, let me find, let me sit down a couple of minutes and listen to what they're saying, because I find some of it intriguing. And all of a sudden you go from not watching it to watching it completely and maybe taking action. So I love the fact that, hey, the first 30 seconds are kind of free. Exactly,
1: exactly. And it's it's crazy. And so... And, and so, you know, kind of looping back to being able to film it and being natural, you know, one of my favorite things is, is you could take um, a, a iPhone gimbal. So a gimbal is a tool. And I know you probably know this, but for those of you watching or listening, it basically stabilizes your phone, regardless of where your hand moves and um, in, in order to create a, a much more uh, professional looking shot. Even just using something as simple as your iPhone. So you take your iPhone and you take a gimbal and you connect it on there. It's going to stabilize it. Then what you like to do is you can plug in um, either a lapel mic or they also have some of these little like mini, mini microphones. I prefer the ones that actually, you know, you can kind of connect right more of a lapel style, but you can also do, you know, a mini microphone in there. Or even if you need to, you just use AirPods. You really want kind of the basic setup. Um, you know, uh, obviously that's not recommended if you're, if you're looking to, to, to just go that extra notch, right? And use more of a, a, a different, more professional microphone. But you just add that stabilization microphone and then you just make sure the lighting is kind of facing towards you. You're not overly, you know, but you it, basically just make sure that you kind of have more of that natural lighting. Um, you're not uh, too dark, but you're also not too lit up either. It's kind of, you know, we have some, some recommendations on that as well. But as long as you get those things down, right? The basics around video, sound and lighting. And then you have a script that you're following. That's all you need. And you can do that on a very, very tight budget. You probably have all the tools minus a gimbal and a little simple lapel microphone that you can connect to your iPhone. Um, And then that's all you need to add uh, in order to
0: craft a winning YouTube ad. Man, I love that. I love that. You know, uh, I grew up in Houston, Texas, and there was a gentleman in Houston, Texas, is is, he's got a nickname named mattress mac and so if you go google mattress mac uh his commercials are very unprofessional in fact his first i want to say 30 or 40 commercials he said that he didn't have a big budget and so the only time they would give him uh, an affordable price at the studio is like at midnight so he would go to the studio at midnight he's unshaven he has no acting skills uh and 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 he stole uh one of his phrases from a toyota commercial where they were jumping up and down saying you know toyota will save you money and so his whole you know so that's how he would end his commercial come on down to gallery furniture gallery furniture will save you money and bottom line is it turned his business around and they were unprofessional unscripted i uh, just people used to make fun of his commercials well you know you fast forward he still does the commercials the same way because people find him more authentic and he's got a multi-billion dollar business his gallery furniture is this huge it takes up a whole block and it's incredible and i and i'm i'm just kind of emphasizing that you know if he would have waited until he was shaven until he coulda woulda shoulda then he probably would have lost his business and sometimes we get so stuck in our heads that we're not ready we don't have this we should have that and we don't take action and we lose we lose our sales or we lose our business or whatever so sometimes you just got to go for it
1: exactly exactly and and i you'd be surprised the amount of times i've had the exact same story happen where somebody films a video quickly they say this is going to be the draft we're just going to test it we're going to film more professional versions once we know what our targeting is and then they launch their ads and all of a sudden they're getting you know five a 10x row ads, like not not exaggerate one of these I'm, I'm thinking of right now a specific instance right they're literally getting over 10 to 11x return on their ad spend they were selling a course um and and they were just walking down the beach they're like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna redo this you know it wasn't even a sunny day on the beach it was so funny right, right. And they, they walked down they did the same thing with the iphone and the gimbal they actually thought they were gonna hire like a videographer and all this other stuff they were just gonna do this to test the targeting and that's the ad that not only they, they ran, but they scaled and they did millions of dollars off of that one ad. Um, and so, and, and there's a lot of other stories just like that not necessarily the same scale, but where people, you know, it, it's funny the amount of times that we've been told, this is just a draft. We want to see how this is going to work with the targeting and then we'll film something better. And then it just really works and, and, and you scale from
0: there because it's natural. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what people look for. You mentioned that people are not looking for the you know, the production Hollywood quality commercial. In fact, those are the ones that I think people tend to skip over as opposed to we have tons of videos with, you know, it looks like the guy's walking through his house or the girls walking through the, the house saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And if you have this problem, you know, click here and I'll help you or whatever. And, you know, they're just walking around. Uh, and, and I think, the difference is knowing your stuff. You mentioned that one of the things that you like to do is have bullet points. Mm-hmm. And if you know your stuff, then you can you can do it off bullet points. And the more you know your stuff, the more, uh, what do you call it, the more flexibility you have. The less you know your stuff, then I think so that's when you really have to remember the script and kind of you know pace yourself and all that other stuff. But uh, I love this idea of just being natural and authentic and having fun with it uh you know i remember the first time i tried to do a this wasn't even a youtube ad this was a youtube intro and i was so hung up in my head trying to get this right and trying to get that right it was like a 30 second script it took me like four hours to do because i just i was so much in my head Exactly,
1: and, and then but then once you once you become natural and you start to do it, you see how valuable, how impactful it is, and then you can keep doing more and more. Um, you know, it's very similar to, you know, kind of the concept of doing uh, an organic post. And I'm sure a lot mm. of people who are on here have, you know, when you, first, a lot of people on here are already probably doing organic posts, but remember that first time you did it, right? And, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know what to write. And you maybe overthought it a lot. But then once you did it, you are like, wait a second, that wasn't that hard. You know, you can do it again or go doing your first live stream, right? If you've done a Facebook live or, you know, whatever it happens to be, or uploading your first YouTube video, um, you know, the natural works because people resonate with it. Um, And it's the exact same thing with advertisements. People think because obviously there's, you know, this dollar amount behind it, right? You're running it as an ad that it's different. But remember, it's just that, you know, the the advertising dollars that you put behind is just the gasoline that you're pouring on the
0: fire of. What is a piece of content you want more people to see? Right. Right. I love that. All right. So let's talk about targeting. You mentioned targeting, and this was, I think, an area where whether you're running Facebook ad, Google ads, or in this case, YouTube ads, people don't understand, or they really mess up the targeting. So talk a little bit about the targeting and some of the targeting features that you like about YouTube. Absolutely. So the biggest mistake that people make, and I see this
1: across the board is people advertise in only two dimensions. Right. So they only advertise and those two dimensions that that I'll say, right, is people are, are targeting um, demographics. So that's basically who somebody is, where they're located, um, you know, their age, different details about them. And then the other one is um, is based on and this is on Facebook more so uh, would be interests and uh, kind of audiences. Right. And affinities. Right. What pages they like, lookalikes, things like that. It's two dimensions. But Facebook has to fill in that third dimension right? What is somebody doing right now, right? So you know who they are, um, you know, uh, you know what their interests are, what they like, but you don't know what they're actually doing right now. And that's where the algorithm comes in. So when you say people have people who say the Facebook algorithm one day is really favoring me, the next day it's not, it's really all about when you reach those people, you know, they're at least interested in the type of thing that you have because you did interest targeting, you did lookalikes, but when do you actually reach them? Right. You could reach them at the perfect time or you could reach them right before they're about to get in their car and, you know, go drive off somewhere and and you're not going to actually be able to get them to take action. And so what we found on YouTube is people are like, wow, wait a second. You can target people based on what they're doing right now. And also they do demographics. Right. So who that person is location and actually household income is a lot better on on YouTube They used to have that on Facebook, but they kind of got rid of it. So on YouTube, you could do household income still, which is very valuable, especially, you know, if you're trying to sell something more higher ticket, um, you can you can use that household income. But what I have found over here is a lot of people do two dimensions on YouTube, So they'll target the video somebody's watching and kind of the basic demographics about them. But they forget that there's a third dimension on YouTube. Now, why do you need a third dimension on YouTube? Because when you're just targeting, um, the, the big mistake that I've seen people make is they either target way too narrow or way too broad. Um, and then I'll talk about how to actually pinpoint the, the right people every time, but have it be scalable. So what people will do oftentimes, when they start to go on YouTube, is they'll just target placements. Um, they'll basically just choose 100 different videos, there's different software tools that let you do this. And you're like, I want to target in front of this video, this video, this video, this video. The problem with that is you can get a lot of low-hanging fruit. But when you go to scale it, you're gonna have a lot of problems scaling it because you're only targeting a very small amount of videos and they're constantly recycling. Remember videos or the the videos on YouTube that you're running in front of are organic. So it's the same thing I talked about, right? They're not always getting a lot of views. They kind of get a lot of views when they first come out and then there's a trickle of views over time. So what we've found is people then they go, okay, well, I wanna scale. So now I'm gonna do these keywords, which is basically a collection of videos with the same keyword or tag or details inside of it or topics, which is an even bigger collection of videos. Um, a, a good example there is you have a video uh, that is by the specific channel. So placement is a video about the, by the specific channel on how to lose weight. You have a keyword, how to lose weight, right? So now you have a collection of videos that you know have that keyword, or you could have a topic, health and fitness, for instance. And so the problem when people do the keywords and topics, even though they're heading in the right direction, like we'll talk about in a second, is they're too broad right so they have a lot of scalability you can scale these campaigns to the moon you can spend infinite amounts of dollars on these but they don't they aren't as targeted as you want they're not as targeted as those individual videos um, that you know has your audience and so you're going to reach everybody that's looking up how to lose weight and it might not be that ideal person let's say you're trying to look up you know trying to reach a business owner they have a reason they want to grow their business they want to have more energy uh, and this is a real example from one of our clients right they want to reach you know business owners uh, who were, who were it, you know, had the ability to purchase a high ticket program, right? So higher income business or owners looking to lose weight, right? That's a very specific industry. And so what we were doing is you can add a third dimension on YouTube. So like we talked about demographics, intent, right? So that's the videos that they're watching and who they are as a person. You can also layer household income. So what we do for a lot of high ticket is we layer top 10, 20, 30% of household income earners but then you can add a third dimension, which is audiences and affinities. And a lot of people don't know you can do this on on YouTube. YouTube is owned by Google and Google has built out these massive profiles on people the same way that Facebook has. So they can tell the websites you visit, the things you search on Google, not just on YouTube, but also on Google, so you can build out these audiences the same way you can on Facebook with people who you know have an interest in these different things. So business owners, people who are in the market for advertising, you could target people who have done recent Google searches on something particular. I love you know targeting people who have been on the ClickFunnels you know website or they looked up ClickFunnels in the past, right? Because that's a lot of our our audience. But there's a huge array of different things. You know, uh, we have real estate people that are targeting people who are moving soon or in the market for uh, real estate or a new home, right? There's all of these different targeting options, but now you're pinpointing exactly the right person. You have the three dimensions. You have the demographics. You know that they're, you know, they fit what you're looking for. They also have the household income to afford it. If that's especially important for high ticket, you're layering it with the videos they're watching right now. And then you're combining that with who they are as a person. their browsing data, everything Google knows about them. And that is how you pinpoint the right person, but also how you scale it. So that's how you create consistent, scalable, um, and profitable campaigns on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And you're right. I forgot about the whole audience thing because there are people, for example, uh, if you're selling, uh, you know, you mentioned weight loss. So they're, they're, they have that information to the kind of people, you know, the, the, the videos that these weight loss, uh prospects are watching and in what they're watching now and all that other stuff and, and so they can they can as you said they can pinpoint that information right there show them that video now let me ask you this uh does youtube have a pixel type of of uh what do you call it snippet like like facebook does Yes, they have the Google tag, exactly. Okay, so why don't you explain, so for some of our audience, if they don't know what a pixel is or a tag is, why don't you explain the value of this tag?
1: Yeah, so what the tag can do is you can install that on every page on your website, so that you can track um, anybody who's ever gone on your website, opted in, so you can put it on all of your different conversion pages. So if somebody signs up for your email list or for a webinar, for a free training, or, or a PDF, or whatever it is, you can actually tag them as having re- having received that uh, piece of of content and value, and then you can take all those people and you can either create a lookalike or you can retarget them and reach them everywhere. So that's you know one of the final components that I love talking about right is retargeting people. So you have all of these people that have been on your website in the past, but because you also know who's who's purchased right or who's booked a call, whatever that final action you want people to take. Because you know all of those people you can take everybody who's been on your site, but they haven't purchased or booked a call and you can target them in your retargeting campaigns. Now, YouTube retargeting is one of the absolute best deals in advertising. Now, remember how we talked about how, you know, you only pay if somebody watches more than 30 seconds. What a lot of people don't know is those same rules apply for your retargeting ads. Really? It's, it's exactly it's incredible so you could literally retarget people and you could hit them again and again and again they could keep seeing your ads and if they keep skipping you're not paying for it. you're only paying if they watch that 30 seconds right where they're actually interested they they watch for for more than that period of time maybe they're actually going to take action um and so that's what you are able to do and i call that you know one of the absolute best deals in advertising um and you obviously want to be omnipresent you want to target people everywhere that's you know, a bigger uh, another part of, of what we we do as well. You probably spend a whole you know podcast talking about omnipresent retargeting too. But YouTube retargeting is just one of the hands down best retargeting platforms because that's the same thing. You know, on Facebook, you're paying for every scroll versus YouTube. You're only paying if they watch that 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I want to talk about this. See if you have an opinion on this back in the day when I was selling advertising uh, about 30 years ago, there used to be this thing called the rule of seven. And the rule of seven was basically that somebody, your prospect, needed to see or hear your ad at least seven times before they recognized your name. You know, before they recognized your ad and what it was you're selling. Any opinion in in the now the new digital world does the rule of seven still apply? Is it the rule of 15? What's your take? Yeah, so I would
1: say that's the absolute minimum. Uh, and I would say that it's definitely more than that. Um, you know, I, I would say it's, it's it's probably gonna be more than, you know, 15, um, but the exact amount, uh, I'm not completely positive, it's also gonna depend for, for individuals, but you definitely need to get in front of people more and more. And so one big thing that we preach with our uh, all of our clients is omnipresent retargeting, being everywhere. Once somebody has gone to your website, you want to show up everywhere online. You want to essentially own their internet, um, and you know, especially if you are, uh, you know, high ticket and you're an expert, right? You want to get your name, get your face, get your messages out there. You want to retarget people everywhere. Um, and actually, this is really timely too because I literally just put together the slide deck and and, and recorded a, a, a new webinar um, on omnipresent retargeting literally yesterday, which is kind of funny. Um, and 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 that's, you know, a big direction that that we're going in as well. You know, YouTube ads at top of funnel, bring people in, but then you can think of your omnipresent retargeting as just a gigantic microwave, right? That's always on. So you have all of these leads, the little kernels that come in. And then what you wanna do is you wanna turn on the microwave and it's hitting people from all angles warming them up warming up those leads right showing different pieces of content you've got your youtube retargeting ads your facebook you got linkedin you've got google display right you've got you know people who look up your name on google search you got those ads as well and so you're just warming them up through the microwave until they pop right and it's consistent you have the consistent leads that are popping they're turning into sales And, um, you know, it really just adds a lot of consistency, stability and scalability into a business and also profitability too, um, when you have that omnipresent retargeting kind of microwave effect on your leads.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's a great analogy because a lot of people simply do not understand that advertising is a process of building trust of building that relationship. Uh, You know, again, even though we are in a high tech environment the 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 foundation of know like and trust hasn't changed and so the way you get somebody to know like and trust you is to be everywhere like you're talking about that omnipresence right and and so if you can be there uh you know as they're scrolling through google or when they're on youtube or wherever else they might be at then they start to build uh, a trust they've seen your brand over and over and over again and that is the way you you grow it quicker as opposed to they only see your ad I don't know once every 30 days it could literally take you a year or two to bond with that prospect but now you can minimize that by being everywhere exactly exactly that's exactly right all right so uh, one of the things that you do speaking of webinars is that you actually have a webinar where people can go and check out some of the stuff that uh that we're talking about today but more in depth talk about the webinar and where can they go for the webinar Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So we have a webinar that dives deep into YouTube ads, how you can set that up for your business, exactly what to do, um, you know, how to craft that winning script. So we'll go through examples. We'll take you under the hood inside of an ads account. We'll show you how, to, how that 3D YouTube ads targeting works. So you can go to ad outreach. That's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H adoutreachcom slash webinar. Uh, and sign up for our webinar on YouTube Ads. Um, we're going to dive in, show you exactly how all of that works. Um, and then, if you also want to join our Facebook group, we also have another—you uh, know—so we have a huge, you know, Facebook community over 13,000 uh, people learning YouTube Ads, the largest YouTube Ads, you know, Facebook community. We're we're, we're teaching people how YouTube Ads work. Um, and then we also have a webinar specifically for coaches, consultants, course creators. So if you're more in the expert space, you can go to adoutreach.com/gift. And you can actually just uh, take a look at all the different links that we have available for you um, just for listening to this podcast.
0: I love it. I love it. And so uh, for you guys, I will put all these links in the show notes so you don't have to worry about memorizing it. You can just click on the links that interest you and and uh, become more familiar with it. You know, bottom line is, if you really want to grow your business, you have to advertise. And I'm a big believer that advertising is literally one of those secret formulas if you will to growing wealth it's you know it's a situation where you can invest a dollar and 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 sometimes get a dollar fifty back sometimes get five dollars back uh and so it's just a matter of learning how to advertise your business but when you look at the biggest brands whether it's a coach uh somebody like a tony robbins the guy spends millions of dollars on advertising and a lot of people don't know this but you know he's got the longest running infomercials of all time he's been he's been running an infomercial ad for 40 years and people forget that he built literally his credibility and his celebrity status off of a paid advertising program called an infomercial so if you're like a coach you need to advertise to grow your business you know you probably know this better than i do there's tons of coaches out there and consultants that are starving because they're afraid to spend money to grow their business and if you're selling a physical product you have to spend money to grow your business and if you're if you're too scared to spend money on advertising you may want to consider a new direction because you know without advertising your business simply will not grow and you know there are other forms of advertising you don't have to you you don't have to do a digital ad or YouTube ad or Facebook ad you can do the old standby the way I grew my first business is by dialing and smiling. And it's you know it's very effective, but it can wear you out I mean you're calling and you're getting hung up on and it's just so it takes up a lot of energy so but bottom line is that is another form of advertising and so nothing happens without a good ad and sometimes this is where people get hung up out too sometimes it may take you a few hundred or a few thousand dollars to come up with a really good ad right i mean uh the wall street journal has the uh, two-man story and i think they spent something like thirty thousand dollars in five or six years developing this this uh long form sales copy about these two men and one guy subscribed to wall street journal one guy didn't and of course the guy who subscribed to wall street journal had this glorious life right I mean, but it was their number one ad for like 20 years so they spent a bunch of money they you know and, and, and they're trying to figure things out and a lot and this is something that a lot of people really have a tough time is that advertising is a lot of it is uh, trial and error You you know, you and I come up with this smoking. I mean, this ad is going to rock. This is the best ad ever. And it fails. And you just got to start over again. And it's, man, it's painful, but I don't know what else you do.
1: Exactly. And, and oftentimes it's kind of funny how it works. It's the ones that you you weren't so sure about. It's that last you know hook that you record or you know that last idea that you had that you're like, ah, oh, you know, we'll test this, but I know this other one, this is the one that's going to really work. It's always the one that you, uh, you you just threw in as a flyer, you know that, that it seems to be not always, not necessarily always the case, but it's usually the one that you, fl- you threw in there and wow the results just blow you away but that's always that's always fun and exciting and it has you always you know doing that that extra take that extra yeah.
0: version um you know to, to see what works i love it i love it man thank you so much this has been such a great great episode a lot of great uh uh knowledge bombs as they say and if you guys want to uh reach out to Alric, you can go to outreach you no, ad outreach.com or if you want to attend the webinar, and again, I put all the stuff in the in the show notes, it's adoutreach.com forward slash webinar or forward slash gift if you're a consultant or a coach. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to having you back again.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. You bet.